passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Kingdom of Pod, brought to you by Bet Online. Jeff Caves here in Flower Mound coming up. It's National Letter of Intente. Oh, you can't tell? And what about the coaching staff for Boise State? It's now filled in. What are the grades? Were some of the ones coming in perhaps better suited than the ones going out? And is Kellen Moore the head man type? And will he end up in Miami? Let's start with I know there's less football being played right now. But remember, Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this year. Scored, totals, player performance props. You can even see where the next fired coach is going to land, and you can bet on it. It's the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. They have an updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V. And a nice shout-out and welcome to Rowe Paint. I talked to Andy Rowe, and I remembered that <clears throat> it was 20 years ago, Andy Rowe started Rowe Paint in Boise. And, you know, steadily, Andy and his team has built that business up to handle more and more industrial, commercial, residential, facility maintenance, paint jobs, did all kinds of work around my house in Boise. Eventually, Andy has now upgraded. He came into the lobby at KTIK, I remember, years ago, and started running radio ads to grow his painting business. And did that work out? Now, RowPaint.com has taken over the studio sponsorship at the ticket and is a big player in the paint business and Boise State Athletics' official paint and coatings company. Great guy, better work, Andy and RowPaint.com. They know it pays to stick and stay. Congratulations to Andy and his team at RowPaint.com. Power in people, pride in painting. All right, National Letter of Intente used to be a holiday for Bronco fans, and a lot of us used to get pretty excited about who was going to come into the front door. But all right, let's face it, that ship has sailed. That is no longer the case. December takes all the glory, and it's usually during bowl prep, so there's really no celebrations to be had. So today the news was all about preferred walk-ons, walk-ons period, no more signings. How many more to go? Boise State has 22 that came in from December. And since you're limited to 85 scholarship players at the start of the season, and you can only sign 25 per season, and Boise State has signed 22, I would think they're maxed out. And the NCAA, though, came along on a one-year basis and said, hey, because you guys are losing so many to the portal, they're letting schools sign as many as seven additional players this year only. 
And that's for now, at least. So some of those kids that entered the portal for Boise State, Sears, for example, <clears throat> if they land elsewhere, perhaps uh, they can add more as budget allows. All right? That's the other thing. As long as Boise State has the budget, maybe they can keep adding some scholarship players if they lose more to the portal. That's all a, a business issue, and that came up during COVID as well. From my vantage point, which is thousands of miles away in Flower Mound, Texas, I'd still like to see edge rushers and defensive linemen, offensive linemen, and linebackers, some dominating players that maybe are transferring around out there. And I'm sure Andy has his eyes set on that as well. So in the meantime, it's a different day. If we've all been waiting for this, you know, February uh, holiday that used to come for years, and that's not the case. Uh, go back and check at what they did in December. Even the national recruiting battles uh, are very uh, slow today because there's just not a lot of those, for example, ESPN top 300 players. I looked at the top 25 in terms of signings for the 22 class for college football, and this was at 247 Sports, and I'm always interested in how the Pac-12 is doing. I'm concerned about football in the West and its place in the college football world and playoff system specifically not being taken, essentially. And what I found is what I suspected. Uh, USC, Washington, and Oregon not in the top 25 in recruiting. And, you know, schools like Indiana, Kentucky, are even Missouri. They've not won a lot. They're in highly competitive areas. Arizona and Stanford made it. Stanford uh, 16, and I think Arizona was 24. But the reason they made it and, like, SC didn't, SC only signed, like, eight players. I follow Southern Cal closely. They hit the transfer portal so hard. So it, it's a real different thing to look at now. But yet at the end of the day, <clears throat> you'd like to see Oregon, Washington up there. Uh, it's just going to be a different game and how coaches go out and get players now. It used to be when you needed immediate help, you'd get into the junior college ranks and get some kids. Not necessarily the way you need to do things now. You can get them through the transfer portal. So there's, there's a lot here uh, to still be developed. And I think Boise State's place in all of this uh, over time as well will be to be determined as things continue to evolve and things continue to change. Let's look at some of the guys making the changes uh, Boise State having coaches leave, having coaches come, and get into the details uh, about all of that and, and how that has worked out. But have you heard of VPS, uh, of VPNs? So, so VPNs uh, will hide your IP address uh, from your computer or your phone. They're a virtual private network, all right? And this Nord VPN is something I've just learned about. And if you're concerned about people getting your IP addresses off of your phone or your computer, uh, why don't you get into these uh, these VPNs, and specifically a NordVPN? <clears throat> It'll in encrypt your internet traffic so nobody can tell who you are, where you are, or what you're doing online. And you don't have to just limit it to your desktop or your laptop. You can set up a VPN on your iPhone, your iPad, or your Android phone. So I know for me, when I'm traveling or out just out in the field, I use all these airport and restaurant Wi-Fis, which are completely unsecure. And I just tap into a Wi-Fi and, hey, let's face it, there could be some bad dudes out there who want to steal 
what I have, all my financial documentation and everything on there. And you would think that some of these coffee shops where people now set up and do business for a couple of hours, <laughs> that'd be a, a, a pretty good place for somebody who wanted to do some bad things may go and look any public wi-fi uh it's a hotbed for hackers to steal data so if you use nord vpn on your phone your laptop your ipad it's going to protect you from hackers give you peace of mind while you're traveling it's next generation tech it's recommended by the nsa uh, all the top secret data goes through this it's encrypted with a click and it's as fast as you need it. it's not going to slow your internet connection down so grab your exclusive board uh, NordVPN deal. If you've been thinking about doing this, this is the time to do it by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or just use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V and you'll get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and you'll get an additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guaranteed. All right, I want to take a look at the uh, coaching staff situations at Boise State. And you've had a lot of coaches come and go. And while I know a lot of these coaches uh, that left, and I don't know as many, uh, Papinga, for example, um, and, and sir, I don't know if many of us uh, know Warren, who came in from Southern Utah. You know, I, I knew some of the guys that that, uh, that took off and left. Like, look at that, the tight end position with Nate Potter. He comes back to Boise State. He takes over for Kent Riddle. And... One thing I, I think is a positive in Potter returning to Boise State, yeah, it's always great to have a former player, and, and that's somewhere in the mix, but I think this is an O-line coach-in-waiting type guy. I think he can help with what's going on if they need him. If anything happens and, and they need another offensive line guy or they want to have him take over the tackles, Potter can do that. I don't know that when it comes to the recruiting and administration piece, if he's going to be a strength uh, over Kent Riddle, who had tremendous connections in high school football, but with the transfer portal, maybe high school recruiters aren't as important anymore. And I do know this. It was apparent to any of us that that looked at the staff, Avalos has gone young, and younger and younger to relate to these players and all the changes in college football. And maybe Kent Riddle wasn't the ideal fit uh, for Avalos, and maybe Avalos wasn't the ideal fit for Ridd. Yeah, he's been back and forth with the Boise State program. He's been to the big time. He's been to Texas. And at this point in his career, maybe he wants to pull a Chris Strasser and get into the NFL. And with all the NFL jobs coming about, he can't chase two jobs at one time, do Boise State's job and chase an NFL job. So maybe it was time uh, to move on. And, and, you know, looking at that staff previous, Ridd may have been the oldest guy in the Boise State staff by maybe 10 years. Uh, but... I, I don't know the ages of everybody like Collins, Stacy Collins, who took off to Penn State. And speaking of Collins, so he leaves to Penn State. Kelly Papinga comes in from Virginia, uh, where he was just left without a gig when Mendenhall uh, quit. So that may be a wash as well. I don't know as much about Papinga. I do know this, by the way. He... Uh, is is not Brady Papingo, which most of us remember as a tremendous player. That's his younger brother. Although Kelly Papinga, who is on the BSU staff, uh, was a pretty damn good player as well. Ha was with a couple of teams in the NFL, played at Utah State and BYU, and then had a long stretch at BYU as a coach. Now, I thought Coach Collins uh, did a good job with special teams, 
And I don't know how good he did in recruiting. He wasn't there long enough. But he must be a talented coach to get selected to go to Penn State. But Papinga came from Virginia. Bronco must have thought a lot of him. He certainly knows how to recruit to BYU and to Utah and to the missionary player. So I'm going to say that's a great addition for Boise State. So at worst, that's a push. And if I knew them better, maybe I could say that it's a, a positive, that he's even a better fit at Boise State than Coach Collins. But I don't know that. I mentioned Warren. So Warren was at Southern Utah. He takes over at corners for Jerron Johnson. Warren is the former head coach at Southern Utah. He was a defensive coordinator. He's another UC Davis guy. He played running back at UC Davis. They've had a long track record of success at Boise State. I thought Jerron was going to be a tremendous recruiter. I thought Jerron would have unbelievable street cred with these players. I thought that his NFL pedigree uh, would be looked up at and his his toughness uh, was great. But I don't know at the end of the day if Jerron wanted to put in those kind of hours to make that kind of dough. And maybe he's got other angles that he can put together in his life. And he just, I know he wanted to try it. He did it. And I don't know what kind of a fit the profession was for Jerron Johnson. He's Always going to be well-respected and well-thought-of as a Boise State football player, but he's got to do what's best for Jerron Johnson. So I'm going to say that getting a former head football coach to coach your corners is not a bad gig. So I think that's a win for Boise State. The other slam dunk to me was Keith Bonapaw coming back from UW uh, and Winston Venable, another kid that is a former player who may have also thought about these hours and what it takes to be a coach and then even be willing to get on the road and go with Coach Avalos should he leave Boise State uh, or if, you know, whatever happens at Boise State and he needs to go scrambling for a job, some guys decide, you know, I don't want to live like that. You know, he had a good dose of that in Canada where he traveled around and played football. Keith Bonapaw, he is a recruiting machine. Tremendous recruits he brought to Washington. Tremendous recruits he brought to Boise State. He knows the running back position. Tremendous coach in that area. Can do special teams. He's dependable. This guy's going to be a key asset to Andy Avalos. And yes, that's a slam dunk. So at least in the in the Bonapaw and Warren hires, I, I thought it was a clear uh, improvement possibly. I don't know enough, but I would say initially that Nate Potter may give them some more energy. Maybe Coach Ridd really wants to get into the NFL now and his heart wasn't in it. And Papinga with the ties to Utah, maybe that's the win over Collins. And not knowing how they handle themselves in the classroom, you know, I can't go that far as to say whether this coach or that coach is better based on the productivity of the players that they inherited at the position that they coach. Hey, what I'm about to say may shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing as well. Stocks, crypto, even art. And now you can invest like the goat with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art like Picasso, Monet, Warhol. Art prices actually outpace the S&P 500 by 164% from 92 92 through 21. So, in fact, the early investors already received over 
uh, IRR in 2020-21 from the sale of just two paintings. So this is your chance. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. Plus, you can get priority access with our game day promo. So go to masterworks.art slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's masterworks.art slash believe. Another issue that is floating right now that has to do with Boise State is more at the professional level, and it has to do with Kellen Moore. We talked a lot about, I've talked a lot about coaches because they've come and gone at Boise State. I've always thought that the way I like to look at the football program, when I'm on the outside looking in, and I've been that way like the most, most of you for decades, is through a coach's eyes. They have the best access. They know what the hell's going on with the players. They know the truth between, frankly, a recruiting miss, a recruiting you know luck, luck situation where you lucked out, or other situations where you grinded, you fought for a guy, you got him, and he worked out. And they also know the coaches that can take somebody who was a so-so player and make them great. There's also coaches out there that take pretty good players and make them average. And from the outside, looking in, I don't always feel we're the most qualified to say this, that, or the other about that. When I look at all the comments about who would be a good head coaching hire at the college or professional level, I think most of it is based on how we feel about what we see or know about that coach through their interviews, the sideline shots, and that's it. We're not in the teaching situation with them. We're not on the field at practice with them. People don't speak candidly about their true weaknesses and even get into their strengths. Some head coaches, like at Alabama, don't even let their assistants talk to the media. So how could we know whether or not Kellen Moore would be a great head football coach? There are some that say he's not strong enough in team situations and motivating guys and controlling guys who want to go screw around somewhere. Well, there's others that say he's smart enough to know not to take those kind of players or whatever else. All I know is it's only going to take one owner to like Kellen Moore and hire him. And to me, if I'm a head football, or excuse me, I'm a, an owner of a football team, hey, I care that you had a good offense, and I know that may come with you to some degree, but I'm more interested in how you put a staff together, strategically how you think you can take my team from where it's at to where it can be, and that comes through meetings and organization, free agent acquisitions, other coaches that you know in the profession that you want to bring to this staff, what other assistant GMs and GMs that you've got relationships with that will talk about their relationship with you, and how in the hell do we have access to any of that type of information? We just don't. So I don't go too over the top with, oh, he'd be a great head football coach. Well, why? Why? Because he screams a lot on the sideline? Because he gets all fired up? I mean, based on what? There's been plenty of great head football coaches who mumble through press conferences like Belichick or get bristled like Coughlin. There's just too many examples of how we really don't know uh, from the outside what's going on on the inside. And 
I understand there are some great insider NFL reporters who get to know all this kind of stuff and can give you their their educated opinion about people. I think that's great because they do have good access and they know people in the business, uh, the Peter Kings of the world, for example. I think that's good stuff. So with Kellen, where we're at now is he's allegedly, as I broadcast this, as I taped this on Wednesday, February 2nd, going for a second interview in Miami. Uh, there's also conversation that Harbaugh could be up for that job. Uh, on the other hand, you know, uh, maybe it's this McDaniel, uh, Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator coming in from the 49ers. It's one of those three are the things being reported. Let's just put it that way. And in the midst of all this, you know, you've got the problems with Stephen Ross and Brian Flores now in the lawsuit that's being filed and the things that he is accusing Ross of doing, like offering Flores $100,000 per loss, for example, all right? So these are going to have to be proven in court, dragged out. Who knows? The NFL could fine Ross. They could tell him to sell the, the franchise. There's, there's a lot of that. So the one wild card is would Jim Harbaugh take that gig in Miami and bump out both McDaniel and Kellen Moore? Well, Ross is a big University of Michigan guy. He went on the record saying he didn't want to do that. He'd like to leave Harbaugh alone at Michigan. But I'm reading more and more that Harbaugh could be going to Minnesota anyway. And so that puts Kellen right back in a driver's seat type of position. And I would think in an interview, Mike McDaniel's going to come off as pretty off the wall. And Kellen Moore is going to come across as professional, organized, and buttoned down. And sometimes that's the guy you want to gamble on. And so this could happen. And there's a lot of wild cards here. Uh, there's other things we don't know about Kellen. He could be horribly impressive behind the closed doors. He could have that three-ring binder uh, that's, you know, 15 inches thick. Uh, most people will say that he is the smartest guy in the room when you put a bunch of football coaches together. And I think there's players that react to that. I don't know whether or not he is wired uh, to be a Super Bowl-winning NFL football coach, but he's wanted everything he's done. Look at the offense that he's put together in Dallas. They score a lot of points. So Miami, they started slow last year. They finished well against weak teams, though. They missed the playoffs. Uh, I remember talking to Darren College about playing in Miami, and he had his doubts about whether they'd ever get a perennial Super Bowl-type team in Miami because of all the temptations at South in, in, in uh, on the South Beach side of things, the nightclubs, the nightlife, the partying, the the international uh, uh, women who get these guys all bent out of shape, and, and how are you going to build a toughness mindset there versus Green Bay, for example? So I understand that. Believe it. I think there's some truth to that. And, you know, the Miami team in the 70s, well, hell, you know, what, what South Beach? You know, they didn't deal with that. So... I don't know what kind of an NFL football team Miami is, but I think they're a smart one if they have Kellen Moore there. I don't know that he'll end up there or not. I don't think he'd do a second interview if he wasn't interested. There was a time where I did believe the the uh, situation in, in Dallas uh, would be good enough to where the Jones family would even pay Kellen more money just to keep him there. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think Jerry Jones at this point in his life may be getting impatient. 
and saying if he only got us to a first playoff, first round playoff game and we lost, all right, let's just keep trying something else. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, I, I, they're going to protect him that way and keep him as a coach in waiting. It seems like Dan Quinn has more of that momentum potentially. So is that a good job for Kellen Moore? He thinks it is. <laughs> he thinks he'd like to take a shot, and that would just be a ton of fun. All right, I've taken some time off here on the Kingdom of Pot, a, a weekly or as news breaks look at Boise State football. But, hey, i got to be motivated to talk about what I see, feel, hear, think, and uh, there's not been a lot of news. Uh, until today, I think, with National Letter of Intente. Uh, and I don't know that we'll do this again because there's not a lot of news uh, surrounding this, the uh, the football program right now. But I do enjoy it. And we'll have to find out exactly how these uh, coaches roll out once we get a lot closer to spring ball. Rate it, review it, pass it along. The Kingdom of Pod, a look at Boise State football on the uh, Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.